0: Hello, my friends. This is April 8, and I welcome you to my Songs and Stories podcast. Take a second today to subscribe, and you'll never miss another story. Now, today's story is called The Fairy Queen and the Three Brothers, Part 4, The Fairy Queen Forgotten. It's episode 15. Now, I like to start out all of my stories with a special little song that goes like this. Oh, ye time-bound travelers, lay down your cares and rest your bones, and I'll tell you an ancient tale that I have come to know. And now it's time for our story. Episode 15, The Fairy Queen and the Three Brothers, Part 4, The Fairy Queen Forgotten. Now, this is a continuation of a story that started way back at Episode 11, Under the Great Willow Tree. You could go back and listen to that story first, or you could just go ahead and listen to this one and then go back and see what you missed. Either way. The question is, where did we leave off? Well, it seems like just ages ago that our friends, Liliana and Josh, were playing in the Wildcat Creek, and they chased a frog under a great willow tree, and to their surprise, they found an enchanted circle of fairies and friends who were all listening to a story being told by the Bard of Fairyland. And that story was all about three brothers who had a bet to see which one of them could bring down the wonderful fairy queen. For everybody loved the fairy queen, and the brothers were a little jealous of that. Now, last week we met the Witch Witch when Pell, the oldest of the three brothers, went to her for a special magical potion that he could use to put a spell. On the whole kingdom and make them forget the fairy queen. And when the Witch Witch handed him the potion, the very next thing he knew, Pell found himself in the middle of the Equinox Festival ball, right by the punch bowl he had planned to put the potion in. But did the Witch Witch give him the right potion? He wasn't so sure. Everyone said she was a tricky witch. What would he do? Well, Pell stood there for a moment in amazement. How did he get to the equinox ball so fast? That witch-witch really was magical. Well, Pell was so shocked, in fact, that he almost dropped the little bottle of potion that the witch-witch had tucked into his shaking hand. And he looked at it now, and he tried to decide what to do with it. Remember, they call her the witch-witch because you never knew which witch you'd get when you came to her door. She'd seemed pretty nice, Pell thought, but who knows? She was also a little scary, like when she said that she could see right into Pell's heart, but he didn't like that one bit. What did she even mean by that? Would this potion work for him or against him? He wasn't really sure, and his heart was pounding in his chest as though he had run all the way from the woods to the ball instead of just being magically transported there. And what a ball, the equinox ball. Folks of all shapes and sizes were dancing and swirling around him. Everyone in the whole kingdom was chatting and laughing, eating and drinking the punch and having a wonderful time. And Poe realized that if he was going to put that magical potion from the witch witch into the punch bowl, he better get to it. He'd come this far. He might as well continue with his plan. He uncorked the bottle carefully, and when he thought no one was looking, he poured the inky liquid into the bowl. (sighs) (sighs) To his horror, the witch-witch's potion turned the whole punch black, and then a sludgy gray color. And then the gray punch bubbled and turned scarlet red. (gasps) And then, back to the original color, it went a lovely shade of lavender "'as though nothing had ever happened to it. "'Oh, what a lovely punch!' said a group of ogres "'who'd been dancing the cha-cha over in the corner. "'They grabbed their punch cups "'and ladled them to the brim with lavender punch. "'Truly,' said an ogre in a pointy hat, "'taking a big sip of punch.' "'I wonder when the Fairy Queen will announce the winner of the dance contest. "'I think I have a good chance of winning. Did you see my moves?' "'Who's the Fairy Queen?' asked his ogre friend in a fancy bow tie, "'who'd had his first sip of punch and was going back for a second. (gasps) "'The ogre in the pointy hat finished his cup of punch. "'Did I say something about a Fairy Queen?' I don't know what I was thinking about. What's a fairy queen? Hmm, I don't know. Now you mention it, said the ogre in the bow tie, but I'm ready to dance some more. Let's go, guys. Well, Pell had eavesdropped on this whole ogre conversation. They had drunk the punch, and then right afterwards, they couldn't remember who the fairy queen was. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. This must be what the potion from the witch-witch was going to do to the entire kingdom. Well, Pell couldn't believe it. What a trick! He was definitely going to win his terrible bet he'd made with his brothers. He would bring down the fairy queen. For if no one knew who she was, she couldn't be the queen now, could she? And if she wasn't the queen, she would no longer be rich and famous and then thought Pell. No one would like her anymore, and he would win the bet. Well, my friends, that is just what happened. Throughout the evening, as more and more folks drank the punch, they did indeed forget the fairy queen. In fact, they forgot that they even had a queen. And when the fairy queen herself took a drink, even she forgot who she was. She certainly didn't know she was a queen. Now, how about that? One minute, she was a fairy queen having a wonderful time hosting her beautiful ball. And the next minute, she was wondering why she had a crown on her head and a scepter in her hand and all the rest. Well, by the end of the equinox ball, there was a lot of confusion. No one in the whole kingdom could remember what they were doing there and no one could remember who to thank for the fun party. In fact, no one could remember much of anything, except that the punch had been particularly tasty. And the fairy queen, who didn't know she was a queen, followed her guests outside as they headed to their home, but she didn't know where her home was. Not the palace, of course. That was where the queen lived, whoever that was. A merry band of pixies had set up a fine camp just outside the palace gates. And when they saw this lost fairy wandering in the dark, what could they do but invite her in to sit by their fires as they all discussed the fun that they'd had at the Equinox Ball that night. And as the fire died down, the kind pixies found the confused fairy a nice place to sleep. She gratefully fell asleep wrapped in a borrowed milkweed pod sleeping bag. But when she awoke in the morning, she was still lost. And then one fine day, about a week after the equinox ball, the lost fairy queen came into a sunlit clearing in the woods where a woodsman was chopping kindling for his winter fires. He was startled to find this beautiful lady standing confused before him. And the woodsman spoke, ''Hello, dear lady. May I be of service to you?'' And the lost fairy answered, ''Why, thank you for asking, kind sir. I am a bit lost, but then again, I don't know where I'm going, so I'm not really lost as much as, well, as confused as to what I should do next.'' And the woodsman nodded to the fairy queen and said, Well, I'm sorry to hear that. And then very gently he said, But I do know the feeling, if that is of help to you. For I lost my dear wife a few years ago, and I could not find my way home without her. She was my life and my joy. But time goes on, as time always does, And I have learned to make my way on my own. The fairy smiled at him. The first smile she'd smiled in days. That is a heartening tale, woodsman. Thank you for sharing it with me. It does give me hope. For I I have been wandering for a week. And I wonder when my wandering will end. The woodsman looked at her with thoughtful eyes. Fine lady, I mean you no harm, but I am in need of a wife. I have left my children behind me when my wife died, and they have been without parents for far too long. If you would marry me, we could return to them and make a happy home together for all of us. Well, the lost fairy was surprised, but her heart was touched by his gentle spirit. Well, sir, that... Is an interesting offer, but I do not know you. "'I do not know much of anything at the moment, "'but I would like to know you better "'before I agreed to marry you.' "'Fair enough,' said the woodsman. "'I understand. "'I will build you a little house right here next to mine, "'here in the woods, and we shall live side by side, "'but not as husband and wife, "'and you shall decide if I am worthy of your love.' In your life. The lost fairy smiled again as she said, dear man, that is a generous offer and I shall agree to it. <music> Snip, snap, snout. For today, my tale is all told out. Come back next week and I'll tell you the rest of the tale of the fairy queen and the three brothers. Hmm, I wonder what will happen. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast. For more April 8 songs, stories, illustrations, crafts, recipes, and ideas for cultivating joyful, thoughtful children, come on over to april8.com and that's a p r i l e i g h t dot com. And you can also follow me and my dog Roxy on Instagram and Twitter at april8music. Now, I've had several parents tell me that their creative kids have been making beautiful drawings inspired by my stories. Well, please come share those with me on the April 8 Facebook page at facebook.com slash April 8. And again, that's with an E-I-G-H-T. If you've been enjoying these tales, please share them with your friends and family and take a minute to write a review to help other parents find these stories for their kids. Until we meet again, remember, I love you, and you are wonderful, just as you are right now. La, 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 la.